I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, guys? Uh, we are uh, slightly late start. We apologize, but just wait. We're still tired. We're tired from the trade deadline. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about it. <laughs> uh, um, so Joe sways at the garden, Bobby. You got to tell your story well. at some point at this show, but we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> My fast line. I'll tell it later. Nobody cares. Oh man, yeah, later. It's worth it. Was, it. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. Uh, anyway, so. Um, so we're here. Uh, Bobby's down at the garden, obviously, with uh, with uh, uh, Joe Sway. Joe Sway is popping on the show here, and we will get started on, uh, like, I don't know, Joe Sway, I'll, I'll let you kind of lead the way on it. You've got the Derek White, John Zanis apology game, uh, you know, apology <laughs> cam game. That's obviously going to be a story. Jason Tatum, another effortless kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, totally effortless, you know, 40-something. Yeah. Uh, against you know against Charlotte, who he just friggin' dominates. Um, that was great. Uh, but then you also have you know some things which I think were not super. Look, and again, you've got another situation where you've got multiple people out, and the Celtics, you know, still winning. And again, most teams yeah. are having a tough time winning with th- without three core players. But you're missing Smart, you're missing Jalen, you're missing um, uh, Al. So that's going to be a problem. So they still have enough firepower to win this one early. Just slightly annoying that they couldn't put them away. Um, but other than yeah, that, you never, you never felt like this was, a you know, the threes are falling. You never felt like this was a game the Celtics had any chance of really losing. They got up to about 30, right? Was that the peak lead? Then yeah. just kind of let the, kind of let the Hornets linger. So the end was a little bit annoying. But again, massive performances from Derek White, who will give a lot of love to tonight, a lot of props. And again, an effortless uh, Jason Tatum going in against a Charlotte team that really had no interior defense and no uh, ability to keep him out of the paint, and he was able to do whatever the hell he wanted. So I don't know. You were you were there. Your your main takeaways from this game, and obviously just uh, the, the let's start with White. The vibe from White and how he, the way he was hitting, um, you know, and just the way people were reacting to it had to be yeah. pretty uh, pretty cool. And I feel like during shoot around, he just had this like little like extra focus. He was, but he was very like not serious, you know. Look on his look was more like light and just like okay, I got you know going through the motions and everything. And he just went off in that first quarter. I just feel like he took advantage of what the Hornets were just not doing in the sense of putting a hand in his face, just leaving him open. I mean, like that's what's been that's sort of always been there for him. And whether it's a confidence thing or whether it's just a matter of him just catching fire the way he did it all came together today in a big way especially in that first half i mean the second half he, he i think he scored like seven or so but like just the 
the confidence he had to hit six shots in a row, the way he was knocking down three pointers, the way he was attacking, and that ridiculous like double clutch heave one too, you know, when that he's he playing had. like that, he's such a wild card out there. Like opposing teams don't know what to do, especially a team like Charlotte. Charlotte's like, are you kidding me? No Jalen, you know, we're gonna do our best against Tatum, and this guy's killing us. Like it just seemed like the the, the Hornets not only didn't have a response for him, but they were just like, man, like he's got to cool off at some point, and then he didn't, you know, going into halftime and. And then that's when Tatum took over and just had the most like the low key forty one piece I've ever seen. It's, it's yeah. just, and that's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do coming off of the, the performance from two nights ago. You know, that's what that's what superstars do. That's what a, a team that's been the number one seed throughout the the entire season. You know, in the Eastern Conference, that's what you do against a team like the Hornets. So it's it's good. It's a good. Yeah. Set. But I'm with you, John. I, I I was assuming this would be one of those. You know, the stars look on the entire fourth quarter, which wasn't the case. That, that, that lead was teetering between like 10 and 15, and Missoula wasn't trusting it. So uh, that's yeah. how it ended. Yeah, it's kind of annoying that that happened. And again, it's not the game story. It's just a story that was, right. um, you know, that was, uh, that was you know, kind of part of what happened here. Because I think that was the vibe. And a lot of people were saying it on Twitter um, that like, all right, let's, you know, and you saw in the third quarter, let's put this one away and give these guys a break. And they did. Yeah, in that quarter, and then they let it back. Now, uh, Rozier, know, I, Rozier was fighting, man. I, I give him credit, man. I he was like, Terry, absolutely man. not. Like, we're not going out like this. So that that, you, that was big. You don't have to love Terry Rozier's game in the sense that, like, you know, you know like everything about it. But the guy friggin' just goes, man. Hustles, so he's, man. Hustles. He'll take. He will defend you full court if he has to, just to. Just to breathe some energy. He's a dog, man. And it wasn't working, but he kept fighting. You know, ball hit a hit a three. They got it down to about ten, and that was about it. I I legit also don't remember a single thing Gordon Hayward did. I I literally don't remember. He's just another wing now, man. I don't remember even seeing him. I don't remember him. It didn't register to me. Um, you know, that, that, that he did anything. I mean, I know he had a couple of buckets, but I forgot he was alive. I'm not kidding. <laughs> he stacked up what six, seven assists, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot. And it was interesting because he kept doing those, you know, that, that, um, Southern's fans will remember this, that like move where he goes one way, he flips it around and he goes, so he drives to the hoop. He kept and doing then, that and, or and, he goes the other way, the step back. Yeah. Yes. And, and then the, like, the half it. spin in the lane, pull, you know, the half spin away. in the lane. He got one of those to go, and I was just like, he's still doing that, huh? Like that's we love that too. though, because we're like, look at the separation he creates, but like now he doesn't really do anything else. Now so. that's all he does on the offensive end. And it's just <laughs> I mean, he got assists. I, I give him I give him probably what he finished with. Yeah, six assists, a couple of steals, but yeah, he just just looked like, looked like another wing. Just, just another a guy. wing player trying to find just- his way. Just a guy. Just um, a guy, yeah. We're, we're talking about that blown lead. Again, you know, Joe, uh, you know, he's a defensive cat, um, doesn't like being questioned, um, and uh, did uh, get asked about it from our guy Gary, uh, Gary Washburn of the you know, Podcast. That's, there's a rivalry brewing between that those two. Is a we'll talk real, more about that later. But yeah. That is a real rivalry going on between <laughs> Joe and Gary right now. Take a listen here. Take a listen. Joel, is, is the eventual goal not to make things so tough on yourself with some of these games where you can take the 28-point lead and kind of cruise as opposed to having to work hard to, to maintain it? Or is that just something that you'll learn? Or is that something you think you're getting better at? Um, so you're asking every time we have a big lead, it should always be bigger. There should never, the other team should never be allowed to come back. Is that what you're asking? Well, it kind of wow. happens whereas teams do make runs at you guys, and, and big runs at times. And, and you, you know, you had to put Tatum back in. I didn't have to. I chose to. You chose to. Yes. Well, yeah, you called a timeout to do it, right? Well, it was our timeout in 11 seconds anyway, so there was going to be a timeout. It was our ball. 
So I'm just saying, like, do you want if we have it at 22? The other teams are really good too, so there's going to be times where you're going to have to manage a run. And so I don't think I don't think the storyline is we got a lead and they got it down to 12. I don't think that's the storyline. The storyline is when we get a lead, we have to execute regardless. And the other teams are really, really good, and they're gonna um, they're gonna make runs. And then we got to do our best to not help them make that run by you know turning the ball over, giving up offensive rebounds, and shooting fouls. I don't. I don't know. Like I, this, he's just getting so defensive at this point. He is, like, and I understand. Actually, in this case, it's like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want? Like, I get what he's saying, but he is really defensive and that stuff. It, it, it's fair. I, I honestly, I'm not playing both sides just to play both sides. I get it. There, like. Mm-hmm. Yes, my plan is to blow leads and put the stars back in. Yes, that's what we're trying to do. You know, like yeah, I mean, the way Gary puts puts together his questions sometimes can be a little, but but you know what Joe is doing though. You know what I mean? Like it's like like I don't like this these types of questions, and if you keep doing it, you're gonna keep getting these responses. And here yeah. we go again. You know, um, especially after a win, like he's ready for that. You know, he's he's more so ready for that. <laughs> in, in contrast to after a loss like he, there's yeah, yeah but there's there's two obvious things that joe hasn't fully figured out so one of them is the timeout and timeout. one of them is that one of them is the minutes um mm-hmm. and so yeah it stinks because you're right you have you're supposedly have a deeper team this year and you have tatum playing two minutes two minutes more per game than he played last year when he was dog friggin tired by the end of the year so you really want to try and avoid that you can't in games like this, no. uh, you, you, I'm sorry, you can't normally now cause Brown is out too. And you really don't have the wing depth, which is a problem. But, um, what, what Gary's trying to say is like, you guys suck at holding on to leads. Like, why? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I see. I, I took it that way. And I also took it as like, you really didn't trust that unit to take care yeah. of that. Like, and, you, and, you and you are six Oh, seven Oh run brewing. And you're and like, you like, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. If I wait too long, then it's gonna be it's gonna be a tie game within a couple of minutes. Yeah. Well, he's not gonna say that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I get I get why Gary asked that question. But yeah. again, the way he quite the way he frames it sometimes, Missoula is just like, oh, I can easily play the other side and be like, well, what do you expect me to do? And he's just been doing that in a big way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did you see the pregame the pregame presser? No. So you know, asking about an update about um, uh, Jalen, you know the. the, the I, I heard that he. he- Completely stonewalled everybody on Jalen. Well, the IG post he, he alluded to, and he goes, "Oh yeah, well, face? yeah, about his face." You know, posted face. He goes, "Well, you know, he posts on social media." And he goes, "Yeah," um, and then Missoula goes, "Well, what did the caption say?" Which is said that he's getting fitted for a match. So that was his way of being like, "Well, there you go. There's your update." But it's just like, "Well, come on, can we get some more context?" Like, do you have? You're the head coach of the Celtics. We we're thinking maybe you had a little nugget that wasn't on the caption of. The dude's IG, you know what I mean? Like it it's was, like, it is strange. It, it, look again, it's very Belichickian. But what's oh, funny? Oh man, is, it's right off the book. But it's yeah. what's funny is like he's stonewalling people on stuff that doesn't need to be, and then like Brad comes out five minutes later, and they're like, "Can you give us an update on Jalen?" Yeah, everything. Let me yeah. tell you everything. You know, anybody who asked a question, you feel like you're having a one-on-one. Like he was so, so eloquent. Like <laughs> I was telling Bobby, I was like, "Yo, I just had a flash, like a deja vu." Like man, like. That's what it used to be like. That's right. Like you would yeah. get these full-hearted answers. Maybe it wasn't as revealing as you would like, but he would give you a little bit of something, you know. And and then oh yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. So at the end of it, um, Gary goes like, oh, so did you um, did you, so you, so did you talk to him though? He goes, did I talk to him? He goes, yeah. Did you um, did he finally return your phone call? 
thought that was a great line from Gary. Oh, yeah. And that that even put a smile on Joe's face. He goes, yeah, yeah, I finally got in touch with him. Because obviously at the end of a, you know Wednesday night's game, he's like, oh, I, I called him. He didn't pick up. When we're asking for an update and no one knew anything about the guy's face. Like, <laughs> he's taking it as if, like, we're asking if he if he called his brother or something. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I I get it. You don't want to reveal too much, but yeah, it's very Belichick, and it's very like, sar- not sarcastic, but like, I don't even know how to put it. Like, uh, snarly. I guess I don't. Know. It's almost as if uh, like he's. Oh, I know what you're trying to ask me, but I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not playing your little games. Right. That's fine. While we're on the topic of Jalen. Um, you know, I think like it's probably the best case scenario update. It's a crappy fracture and, and one that could have been very, very bad. Cause again, on the, on the long end of these types of injuries could be six weeks, eight weeks, you know? Um, but a, a, the non-surgical option here is you get fitted for a mask and you just, you know, have to live with it. It can still mess with you a little bit. It really is a tough spot where it's just messing with your face and your eye. Um, but it's really just uncomfortable at this point. And like the very fact that Jalen hasn't been replaced on the all-star team, I think he's playing in the freaking all-star game with a mask, honestly. Yeah. I think that's what he wants to do. I, I yeah. really do. I, I think he wants to go because let's face it. He deserved to go last year. If he was healthy all year long, he would have been in there. And I, I think this is important to him. I think it's important in his process and him, and him like, I don't, I don't think he lacks self-confidence. I, I don't want to put it that way, but I, I think it's like a boost. You know what I mean? It's like, man, I, I, I need some of that. I need a, I need a quick boost to finish off the regular season and go into the postseason with the injuries and everything. I think he's really, he's going to try his best to, to at least um, go, you know, maybe he doesn't play, but maybe he's there. If he does play, I'm sure he's not going to play too many minutes. You know, cue up the uh, the uh, why is he playing in the All Star Game debate if that happens. But I get it. I mean, it's been a couple of years. It, it would be nice for him to go back, especially because if he if he doesn't, it would be three years until his next one between you know his first All Star appearance. I, I think that stuff matters to him. Yeah, it clearly matters to him. And I, I, <laughs> but that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Like if this is Tatum, and maybe it's a little different. Maybe a little different. Sit out the freaking game, man. But hey, am I wrong? Make no. Your first game back from a broken face be an All Star game. Just don't. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. But but am I wrong? Though? If, this, if this was Tatum, we'd be like, come on, man! Like you're the face of the team. You know, you're in the MVP conversation. Maybe not so much anymore. You know, but with Jalen, it's just like let him have this one. You know, like he's he, he's he's having a heck of a year. Every, every year he gets better and better and. He deserved to be an all-star I last year. I don't care. He's walking into a boring controversy. It's just bad judgment to play in the all-star game as your first Boston Radio's going to rip him. You know When you're hurt. So you're, walk, you're walking into dumb shit, but so be it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Bobby's going to jump on in a little bit, too. He was just in the locker room. One of the things that I neglected to mention off the top, which is certainly a major game story, is uh, this dude. The uh, debut. Muscala. He's so new. We still don't have a uh, a graphic of him. Uh, we not wearing a Thunder jersey. We, you know, he, there he is. Yeah, uh, you know, he, we don't have the green, but he he plays because the Celtics have no no bodies. They're down to ten guys even with him. Uh, yeah. He gets in there. He comes in. He talks to the media beforehand. He plays and gave you legitimately every single thing you could have possibly wanted out of this player. And what's interesting. Yeah. 
well, I mean, first assess his performance, and then I'm just going to kind of – I have a thought on the trade because some interesting stuff kind of came to light in an article at he- uh, uh, from Heavy, from Bullpet, uh, in terms of how the Celtics went about stuff at the trade deadline, which is definitely worth talking about. Um, but um, j- yeah, just, I thought some just- of this- I thought some of the stuff that Brad said was interesting too, but yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah. I want to hear that too. So, but also talk about, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, just uh, his performance. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, you know, for someone that that, that's not easy, right, to to join a team and just just play right away. But he he was offensively, I thought it was all instincts. He knew where to be in terms of getting that open look. I thought that being in the corner, you know, those corner three-point shots, that, that's something that's going to that's gonna really help this team, especially for the second unit. It's sort of like that Grant Williams touch. And then you look at um, what he was doing and banging down low, grab, trying to grab rebounds and stuff. I mean, he looked good. He looked good. I, obviously, that's the kind of production these guys want when they need him to go in there and, and fill in for, uh, you know, an hour or, or, or Rob Williams. And that doesn't mean he's going to play anywhere near 20 minutes. But I, I think this is the kind of performance that they – we're thinking it's going to be easy and, 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 you know, for him, you know, in terms of just getting in there, you know, draining a couple of three pointers. I, I think th- that's not always easy to find, especially when you're looking at that from a stretch big and what Brad Stevens had to say about him and who he is as a player in the locker room. Like that was almost, that was equally as important as what he does on the floor. So I thought that was interesting as well. You know, Brad's like, it's not just about the stats. It's about the, who, this guy, who the guy is. And when you keep hearing the reputation of a, of, of a player, it was a really good guy, really good locker room guy. You see that pattern from other people. You you start to really, you know, yeah. you, you you hold them to a higher standard, you know, and, and that's that had a lot to do with why they they went out and made that deal. So yeah, yeah it was un- good. it's a great unlike debut. his unlike his dad, who might not be that good a guy. Um, but uh, let's bring in Bobby Manning. We were just talking a little bit about uh, our, your boy Muscala. I think he just talked in the locker room here. I mean, we talked to him before the game, also. But um, you know, how did it? Uh, you know, how, uh, you know, just your overall thoughts on like how well he integrated into, into action, like just like that. Yeah. Couldn't have gone better at raining all those threes down throughout the night. I, the first one we had a pretty good look at in the right corner there, right over by us. And he's just waiting, waiting, waiting for Tatum to get into that crowd in the paint and fire it to him and drains it quick release, smooth shot, definitely a pure shooter obviously given his success from deep during his career and that's mostly all he brought offensively is that four spacing uh, they're leaning yep. deep into the three-point shooting they get back to that early season success from there tonight generate a ton of great looks uh, and end up having a phenomenal offensive night uh, in and out so that's the easy part for him defensively I think there'll be some challenges uh, he played a much different style defensively in Oklahoma City he said and uh, he's going to have to do some switching here. He's going to play the four, which I don't think he's done much with Oklahoma City. But he said he's ready to, and Brad Stevens likes his ability to do more defensively. And uh, they said he's capable of playing with Rob. He plays a ton with Blake tonight. Uh, and I think he can even play with Luke as well. It's it's good to hear that he's going to be a four, because I think that was my first question when he arrived the other day, is is he just a five, or can he play in some double big lineups? No, that's- 
that's what we had thought more for. And then, you know, it was discussed after the fact that he really actually might just be that third big play in a classic five sort of role. But you can tell offensively exactly what the plan is. I mean, when he checked in first trip down the court, he just runs right down and goes right into the corner, you know. Um, And so, I mean, that's that's it. It's just, okay. I'm just going to hang here. And if the ball comes my way, great. And it did. First shot he gets is a corner three, a pretty quick release, and he rattled it home. He was kind of off and running from there. Yeah, that's the identity of this team, that they're going to shoot a ton of open threes, space the floor, and make things easier for Tatum, who's great tonight. How good did he look with White training and Mascala in the corner and Hauser having another awesome game? No, Those one guys, to, no one to keep him out of the paint, you yeah. know, with, with, with Charlotte here. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it makes sense that they'll have him at the four more often because he's not much of a pick and roll guy. You do want a roller out there like Rob, like Luke, who can play in the pick and roll good and pass it and move it. Uh, even Blake's more of a screener and roller than Mascala is. So, looks like a good pickup. Again, not a guy you look at and say, this guy can step in for <laughs> Rob, certainly, or even Al. And you did have some reporting today that that's kind of what they were looking for at the deadline. That's so- a guy who could step in there. And this guy's more of a complimentary piece, not a guy who's necessarily going to replace anybody in case of injury, yeah. I think. So That's I want to get saying. in. Go ahead, Josue. No, no, I was just going to piggyback on that. Like right before you hopped on, Bobby, I was just saying that. Like, it's not like let's not get too crazy here. I, I don't think he's someone that's going to you want to go out and play you know, 17, 20 minutes, but you can hold down the four, you know. But there's that's the thing. And so and this is where I want to take this discussion next, because there's two two ways to look at it. And Bobby and I were having these conversations heading into the deadline. Uh, are you looking for insurance or are you looking for supplemental players? Muscala fits the supplemental, like had you traded for a wing, you'd be looking for a guy not to be insurance behind the Jays because you can't insure them. One of them goes down, you're dead. You're looking for a guy to give to spell them some minutes. And if you went for a backup big, you're looking for a guy to eat some minutes there or to be an, an injury replacement if somebody goes down. Um, and it's interesting the direction that it went and the direction they were thinking about going uh, based off of just kind of how they feel about the construct of their team. So Muscala fits in column A of like he can play 10, 12, 15 minutes a game currently on this roster as constructed, give you minutes or spacing, knock down some shots, some second unit offense, and you're great. If you're fully healthy, nice complimentary player. But if somebody goes down, that doesn't quite fit the bill. Uh, and I'm going to kind of talk about, you know, the the concern that I think we're having. And I think the Celtics might have had, too, uh, based on some reporting and just the way the way it appears things are going. But some good reporting today uh, from Bullpet, uh, uh, Steve Bullpet on Heavy.com. We'll get to that in a second. First off, quickly tell you about uh, uh, our sponsor here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyway, so let's talk quickly about um, – hold on one second. Uh, let's talk quickly about the kind of direction here. And um, here comes Bobby again. I hope he's all right. He's going to come back all bloody. He's got an eye patch. All right, well, I'll hold off on this one until I see if Bobby's going to gonna gonna jump in here when his camera comes on. 
but the story, uh, which I've been kind of hinting at for a little bit, um, was about basically um, the Celtics' approach at the deadline. How, how you know, we had thought, Josue, the, the Jakob Pertl conversations were, I'll only go as far as I'll go, which will be Gallinari, Pritchard, and in, in, in the three seconds or whatever it is I can give you. Um, but it sounds like they were willing to give their first. The problem is their first suck, and yeah. Toronto and, and, um, and they know that. And or San Antonio knows rather. Yeah, yeah, San Antonio knows, and Toronto is better. So even the Celtics' best offer wasn't enough to get them a one-year rental in Jakob Pertl. And apparently, the reason, uh, according to the uh, article, that they were super interested in it was um, driven by concern over Rob Williams' health. Um, generally concerned again, uh, that's the feeling around the organization. And then a rival GM quoted in the piece also said that I, I don't, I, I don't think they think they can expect to have a healthy Rob all the way through the season and throughout the playoffs. And they're worried about it. And uh, that GM also pointed out something we've talked about before since their 20, 21 and five start, they look good, not great. You know, they're not the same team. They're not since that start. They're not the same dominant team and um, also acknowledge that they haven't been whole. Um, But the concern over Rob is an issue. And they went hard at Pirtle here. And I got to tell you, I mean, this was my number one takeaway tonight. Like Derek White was awesome. Jason Tatum had a Jason Tatum game, but my number one takeaway was, I don't know what the hell Rob's doing out there. I And and it started. Looked lost, but looked like he's avoiding stuff. And and again, I just think he's lost all lift right now. Yeah, the, the 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 thing that freaked me out the most was right off the gate there when he gets that little rebound and he tries that floater offensive putback instead of jumping up to uh, to yeah. dunk it. You know what? He, he did it gets, again. Yeah, he did it again. This cute little stuff around the rim instead yeah. of like what you're supposed to do, which is get it and just friggin' yam it, you know, like yeah. get up quick and go. He can't, I don't think yeah. he can't, he can't do it right now. Um, especially, especially he's not blocking, shots, blocking some shots, but not consistently. He's right, just not, right. he's not doing it. He's not a presence in there. He's letting people get to the rim without challenging at all. Sometimes yeah. um, it's, uh, it's kind of, I, I know we had 16 rebounds. Come on guys. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. Like he had some, a ton of them were on taps and stuff too. Like Charlotte has no interior. Rob should have been able to feast tonight and been able to go up there and get some love. Yeah, like PJ Rob, I mean, PJ Washington. Something's something's off right now. Something's off. No, I agree. I agree. Especially because um, he just looks, just looks unsure of himself when he gets the ball in the paint. You know, he's no longer turning his back and looking for a pass. But like you said, he's trying to find other ways to score but without dunking or making a, a move, you know, and that, that's a concern it, that that points to a health thing, you know, or he's not quite there in sense of having that confidence because there's something holding him back. And I do think it's a, it's a health thing. I don't know if it's a, a, a mental thing. I mean, we always say how Rob has to ramp himself up a bit and, and, you know, after missing all that time, but this has been a while now and it hasn't been very consistent or as much as we would like, but having those four days off, I thought would help him going into this one going up against the Hornets and, he just looked more the same, more the same than what we've seen. Um, you know, just kind of lost on offense, trying to pick his spots in terms of you know, obviously coming up with defensive stops. But even tonight, he looked like he was a step behind. He know? was and off, and his hands were bad and everything. But the uh, you know, yeah, well, what's up with those passes? Like, whoa, like completely off the mark. And um, yeah, and again, I, I get it. Like, if you got, if I'm, you know. 
if I'm if I'm starting to worry or freak a little bit on Rob, you know, like you know, that's I'm not saying like I'm the deciding factor here, but like I'm willing to give him a lot of rope and the benefit of the doubt on a lot of stuff. And I, I'm I'm officially a little bit like I'm losing some patience. I'm a little bit concerned. I don't know what's going well, on. Are with you the guy. are you losing patience in him overall? Or are you just going to say this is that year where I'm we're just like, man, Rob just didn't have anything. I'm losing patience in some things, like like late uh, in the fourth quarter, late in the game, he got a ball, and again, he's a little bit out of his range. But there's six seconds on the clock; he really had no choice but to shoot it. But again, because he'll never consider shooting, he turns around and passes it to a covered Derek White behind the three point oh, yeah, line, who had terrible. no chance of getting caught. a shot off. Yeah, yeah. like the stuff like that is just bad basketball, and like you know, n- not looking for the offense. One is a mentality thing, but I think. Part of that has to do with the physical, which right now looks off as well. He just looked completely off right now. Anyway, um, Bobby, what's going on? We're we're talking about the heavy report about how their interest in Pirtle might have been buoyed by uh, concerns over uh, over Rob. Yeah, and, and he just and he just looked awful tonight. I thought. Of course, how could you look at it any other way? You wouldn't be looking for a starting level guy if you felt great about the guys in place staying healthy, being available, and consistent. Uh, into the playoffs now tonight was an off night obviously for him I haven't seen a night like this from him yet I think he's been steadier I think he's had great nights too Uh, steadier in the sense that like there's some good some not good but he's made impacts most games this was one where he was he seemed off all night you're right yeah for sure so I agree I I wish they got something like that parallel thing done I'm going to keep saying that because I think it's important I think the price it's tough to match, obviously. That was in the bullpen report, too, that Celtics couldn't muster a pick that stacked up against Toronto's. I don't know how much value the Spurs saw in amending 2028, which would have been my route, uh, the 28-28 pick that the Celtics owe them. Uh, but you have to be worried about Rob's continued brushing up with injuries. He obviously just came off an ankle injury. That could have been part of it as well. He was probably coming into tonight with that. Uh, missed a couple games recently. So... I'd imagine that's where you look in terms of why he played the way he did tonight. And like I said, Mescala, not quite a replacement for Rob. If it comes to that, you can't see him stepping in there and giving you what Rob gives you right now. Certainly no one can, but you would have liked to have had someone in that position who's a little more prepared to emulate the way he plays. Cause we've talked about the defensive coverages too. Like those are going to be so important uh, if you're, going into your second unit bigs if you're going into your depth reserves there. So we'll see how uh, Mescala adapts to that. Um, I think there's potential for him on that end. I liked a lot of the things I saw from him tonight. But, uh, again, like Rob, it's it's tough to emulate Rob if he does go down, even if he did go get You're not emulating Rob. Rob. You're playing a different style of basketball. But the problem is peak Rob takes you to a level that 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 puts you in a stratosphere almost by yourself in the east um i know i'm almost at the point where i just don't know that you can make a calculus on how the celtics are going to finish off this year while and factor in rob into that equation like i'm not ruling him out i just i'm i'm i might be close to ruling out like freak pre-injury rob as being a person who's going to exist this year um for this team whether whether he's on the court or not so this like wait till rob returns we're going to be invincible mentality that people had i i mean i i bobby i'm going to say it right now i was 
I was I, I was happy when Cornette was in the game tonight. Like I just, I didn't, <laughs> I, I really was. Oh, I, I was like, I didn't want this. I don't, I didn't want this Rob out there. I didn't want him out there. That's quite the development. Yeah. I I'm serious. I, I, because I, cause, cause he, you said Joe Sway in the chat, he looks lost too. Yeah. And I don't know if he's hiding because it's, he's, he's, he's he, because he knows physically he's not right. So mentally he's, he's struggling as well. He looked like he was, Ben Simmons won't shoot. Rob Williams looks like he's standing places where he's not going to get involved mm. off both offensively. And, um, in, you know, even, uh, in a position to attack for rebounds, he's almost running away from stuff. He looked so just discombobulated tonight. I was just bizarre. Yeah, still stacks up 16 boards, though, even on an off night. So he's still going to be out there grabbing those at the very least and making an impact in that area of the game. But the four fouls is what you worry about, especially when you talk about positioning, John. There was he, su- he sucked on defense. He sucked. <laughs> yeah, see, cleaning the glass is like the sixth thing it's that John fine, likes the most about you. About Here, Rob. <laughs> look, there's rebounds and there's rebounds. When you're like Rob's really good at keeping the ball active. How many of those rebounds were tips though? You know, like yeah. he's got quick hands and good instincts, but he's not getting up and friggin' snatching them right now. A lot of them were like tips to other people and and stuff like that. I I, I don't know if he's getting credit for those. Is that a scorekeeper thing? Yeah, I think uh, I think also what you're looking at there is. The athleticism of the guy in front of him, seven one Mark Williams, who has the same kind of leaping ability and way over, way, way better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So got a heck of that, a wingspan. He swallowed up one of those early layups that Rob tried to put up, and I think he got blocked two more times. But it was this really cutesy, didn't get off the ground floater layup a foot from the basket. That's not a Rob Williams. Rob yeah. Williams dunk. Rob Williams dunks that. He was like. He was he was shooting that like he's Pritchard trying to float it over a big guy. Yeah, yeah. He got well, one of them can, to go, but it wasn't pretty. What concerns you most, John? That he's that he's at a level below where he was before the surgery. Miles below physically, and, oh, and just that's that's evident. I, yeah. I, I think the the question is, can he get back to being that guy this season? But we're, we're not getting ahead of ourselves here. Just talking about this season. What do you? Think? But this is another one, actually. Dave's trying to make a point why we're overreacting, and I will actually say, physically, Rob wasn't there in the finals either, and was way more impactful than he's than he's been. Um, you know, still. So uh, something's off completely with him. Like even his good games. I don't know. I mean, this one, this one worried me the most. Yeah, and the numbers are down. Just the way he looks. The way he looks. Even yeah. the good games, I'm like, yeah, the numbers, there were some numbers there, and his on-off numbers were good too. And he does impact the game still because he is still a freak, but it's not the same. Something's something you know you know it when you see it. Remember last year, we start the year and we're saying first month or so, like Rob's not jumping. He wasn't doing it in the preseason, wasn't doing it the first month of the season. The entire chat's freaking out. Dude, what are you talking about? He jumped that time. And then two months later. He starts frigging flying out of the building and there's a noticeable difference. And instead of people saying, oh, yeah, that's much better than it was before. Everyone starts saying, see, like just because it happens event when it happens, eventually that highlights the fact that it wasn't happening earlier. We've lived through full Rob before. You've seen it. You know, you should know the difference by now. This is miles from it, miles from it. Yeah. And in the new year, 76 percent. Eight rebounds, which is a little down from what you expect from him at this point. About a block. You probably want two blocks from him. Eight points. 
could you could use more than that from him, I'd say. So everything's a little bit down. He has those big games, 15-15 against Detroit, uh, 11 and 8 against Miami was good, uh, 12 rebounds against the Knicks for the block, or three blocks rather against the um, against the Heat there, two blocks. So he's mixed in some good games. I like them in the Suns game. There's a lot of great he, he games. Recently, from him that he I really recently like. did have a good game. This could just be simply the ankle's not even close to right, and he forced his way in to play because they had no bodies. Again, they literally would have suited up nine guys with Horford out again. So he might have played like on a really, really off. Well, he like, he missed yeah. he he missed the Lakers game, and then came back for three games, and then missed Philadelphia. So it's the same injury. Sure, it's bothering him. Probably some good days, some bad days. This looked, this just looked like a bad day uh, to me from him. And I hear you, John, on all the stuff we've seen from him overall since he's been back. I don't think it's quite the same level. But we're also talking about 21 games now since he's been back. It's not a huge amount. Uh, so I, I think overall, like I looked at him this season and said, this is just going to be a lost year from him. Surgery, comeback. See how he looks. No offseason to work on anything. Not, never gotten fully, fully, like fully conditioned. I I pictured I pictured a scenario where Rob came back and didn't look right at all, and was just a complete shell of himself. And I don't think we've seen that. Like, there's been some really good nights there and flashes that look like the old Rob. So I'm not panicking yet. I do see it on the bad nights, like you do, John. Um, but the concern is that Horford's hurt now too. He's got that knee swelling and. Doesn't seem like that went down over the last couple of days. Has to miss another game tonight. He looked like he was walking around fine tonight, but playing is a different story. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout to tell you about one of our sponsors here at The Garden Report, and that is HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to? HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door. HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes. Skip all the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from, so you don't have to worry about going through all of the same recipes in that recipe rut. You can just treat yourself and your family to exciting new flavors every week. No matter the lifestyle or your meal preferences, HelloFresh has recipes to please everyone at your table from fit and wholesome to veggie to meat to fish to family friendly. You'll always find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. You can customize select meals by swapping out proteins or sides or even add a protein or a veggie dish. You can upgrade to organic chicken or organic ground beef. And the pre-portioned ingredients make it so easy to just follow along with your recipe card, get a delicious home-cooked dinner on the table without all of the time-consuming meal planning or prepping. Why do I like HelloFresh? Easy. Almost every meal I've gotten from there has just been a slam dunk home run for me and the entire family. Just last week, we dug into lean, mean chicken and greens. My wife and I are trying to eat a little healthier these days. And the tropical fish tacos were hit for everyone in the family. So what do you need to do to take advantage of this deal? Well, you go to HelloFresh.com slash Garden65. Use the code Garden65. You will get 65% off plus free shipping. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash Garden65. Use the code Garden65. 65% off your entire purchase. It's a terrific deal, plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Did you put too much pressure on him while Rob was out? 
Uh, and certainly while Rob's been limited with minutes and missed other games with injuries, like those two were just sort of spelling each other throughout the whole first half. And Horford, of course, spelled Rob for the entire first quarter plus of the season. Uh, they got to figure out ways to get these guys right, healthy, and in the best shape they can be for the playoffs. And you're doing that with Tatum now. Tatum said he's going to take a game off next week. Um, Jalen stinks to see him. Uh, hurt physically and maybe have some vision problems or whatever comes with that broken face that he's dealing with. The only thing that can stop this team is health, I think. If they're fully healthy, they're the best team by far. And they're just dealing with a lot of stuff right now. Smart in the ankle got back on the court today and tested that out. And he's still you yeah. know, dealing with some of the pain. And Brad actually said he re-aggravated that injury in the fall. So it looks like this is actually the third time he's hurt that ankle since uh, the initial injury in the East finals. So they're dealing with a lot right now. And like you said, John, it's tough for these guys to take nights off when so many other guys are out. I mean, Tatum almost missed tonight's game with an illness. He was uh, battling pretty heavily, Brad said, uh, coming yeah. into today. So tough. yeah, it, the Hope East can help out in that sense. Again, you're right. I mean, fully healthy. You can see the East it's, you know, um, the middle team, the middling teams didn't help themselves at the deadline. Um, and you know, Brooklyn, who was one of the top four has crashed and burned. So you're really looking at two team, you know, it's a three team, it's a three horse race at this point. And you just saw what they did again. I mean, I'm still putting Philly in there, even though that was all I'm putting them in there just because I'm not going to base it entirely off of that one game. But if you're Philly, I don't think you feel super confident that you're Embiid's beating Celtics. Foot, Embiid's foot scares you. Everything about Philly scares I would not – I'm not – if I'm a Philly fan, I'm not confident. I'm just putting them in that group because they've got – they've got – they're the only ones else, I think, who can possibly kind of enter the competition. They have an MVP candidate. That's fair. It's possible and still hardened, but it's honestly, it's probably a two horse race. I'm letting Philly kind of still hang in there and that's it. You know, I would have put Brooklyn ahead of Philly um, if they didn't implode the way they did. Um, and and Philly's, so good, Philly's a generous add to the, to, to the big three, but it, again, no one else helped themselves. Is Cleveland still scary? Because they didn't do anything either. They didn't do anything. They're scary only because they've beaten you and you haven't proven. They match up with you and, of anyone. And, and, the length, no. and the length throws you off like crazy. Yeah. Right. Matchup wise, you feel you're going to beat the Sixers every time, even though they might be an overall better team than uh, it's a matchup thing. It, Philly versus this, Philly might be there in the end, but they they they're they're not great. Uh, they're not the it, the Celtics can handle that matchup. You're right. I don't know if Cleveland makes it to to get to a point wherever you know. But size yeah, and athleticism bothers them. Who's Cleveland might most- Cleveland might be scary for the Celtics in a in a in a in a head to head, but. I don't think they're a contender. Yeah, Yeah. you forgot about Cleveland. Who's giving them the most trouble this year? The Magic, the Raptors, the Cavs, and the Bulls. A mix of size and athleticism. And certainly mid-range shot making as well is a factor there too. Teams that can do that uh, hurt them. And, you know, I'm interested to see the Philly matchup again later this month. I think there's a chance they just overlooked you and completely blew that game off and then got surprised by how much resistance they received, especially once Jalen went down and Brogdon started in the second half there. It's four starters out. So that's possible that Philly just sort of snoozed into that game. Next game's going to be on their home court. I respect them, but it's hard to believe in a team where Embiid's always hurt and he's hurt right now. And Harden probably has the worst playoff resume of any guy who's going to go into the uh, Hall of Fame at his level. So it's tough to trust them, but they would be a tough matchup. I, I wouldn't 
overlooked them completely. Um, they got a good team, and they added to it the deadline with Jalen McDaniel, is a guy who I like, and uh, that's about all they did. Right? I mean, Not- what's McDaniel's doing? I mean, you swap out you swap out Tybal for McDaniel's, who's you know what kind of a like a long armed kind of. You know, wing, not a terrific scorer. That was more like a tax move than it was an improve the team move. Could be, yeah, but yeah. He looked, he looked um, he had, he had a run like a couple weeks ago of like, I want to say like four or five games straight where he was just almost 20 plus, you know, filling up the stat sheet. So I, I that made things easier. You know what I mean? People were like, oh, well, maybe we got something here. And he, he still has a ceiling. So, yeah. Once again, you can't say anyone's going to beat the Celtics. So the chat's going to freak out. Like there are teams out there that give them tough, tough times. Not yeah, the Hornets. The Bucks aren't playing. Not every opponent's the Hornets. You got teams with size, athleticism. Look at the Thunder. What they did to you, scoring 150. These teams with athleticism, size, and that defensive versatility to guard the paint can really give you issues. Throw the Warriors in there too, John. Certainly, uh, and the yeah. Lakers. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Give you issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, a couple other things we talked about. And again, matchups matter. And you're right. Cleveland is a weird matchup for them. But, you know, in terms of the East, the Celtics with health, you, you I mean, again, yeah. I've been they saying mostly, even, even though they're not playing great, I did say, you know, I mean, I, do, I still do believe the season for them really starts game one of the conference finals, you know, and like almost nothing before then really matters. But you know, a lot of shit can happen along the way before you get there, but it still would be, you know, shocking to see them not play, at least in the conference the conference finals this season, based on, you know, what they have in the rest of the East right now. Yeah, for sure. Who scares um, you most after the deadline? Is it still Milwaukee? Definitely. And they just got Jay. He's gonna be he's gonna gonna cause Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton looked good last night against the Lakers. He's an interesting one too. You never know which way that's going to go. Right. Um, Bobby, were you in on Tatum? That series yeah. happened. Used to conference. I guess, I guess the most interesting thing he talked about was that collision with Jalen Brown. So I have that. I'm going to play that in a second. I was going to say I didn't know if you were there or not. Um, I'm going to I'm going to tee that up because yeah, Gary was, asked Gary asked Joe before the game too, and Joe didn't like it. <laughs> of course, uh, uh, Joe and I were we play. Uh, Joe Sway and I are talking about it. There's a real rivalry going on here right now. Yeah. Joe walked off the when there's, when there's some furniture moving, and I got to hold Gary back with like four other people. We're gonna know it's real. It was real. Yeah. Here, you guys hold. The, you guys hold. I'm gonna come back in a second. Hold it down for two minutes. I'll be right back. Um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna queue up that uh, that that uh, that Tatum bite. Yeah. So w- let's set it up, Joe Sway. What what was the question Gary asked about Jason's so, reaction we- and. Yeah, I guess well, no, the aftermath a, of how they talked afterward. Wait, you're talking about when he was asking about uh, an update about um, Jalen? Yeah, how Jason reacted to colliding with him and how he followed up on it. Well, the whole IG part is what threw me off when he was like, well, what did his caption say? Was like, yeah, I think that was a different one. But he, he Yeah, got that asked, was a different one, right? He, he got asked what, what Jason's reaction was after because in the moment you see – Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He complains yeah. to the ref. Doesn't really look down. Doesn't try to help him up or anything like that. And John brought it up on the show here. I thought it was weird. I saw some other people talking about it too. I thought it was and, a little weird. And I think Gary was asking, "Did he? Did he 
console him? Did he apologize? Yeah. Did he, well, yeah, he said like something that? like he, they're, they're, they, they like each other. They're friends, something like that. It was just like, wait, what? Like, yeah, Joe said that. They're close. They're friends. They're close. Yeah. Weird answer, but John's going to play it right now. It looks like he's back. Yeah, it's also a very defensive answer. Like, you know, hey, what happened with the injury? They like each other, okay? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Whoa, seriously. Hey. Yeah. I'm like, am I talking to one of our viewers? Like, geez. It's like when I bring up – if I even bring I up the fact that these two – don't even make eye contact throughout. They're like, both going to re-sign here trip. forever. Yeah, look, I mean. Josue, you're the problem. You want to see the Jays fight, <laughs> right? You sound I, like one of those guys. One of my Twitter followers said, I swear to God, I want to see Tatum and Brown leave, you know, just you know, just because of guys like you who yeah, say exactly. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, there it is. That makes you a real fan. You actually want the best players to leave just despite people who say like they got a weird relationship huh um yeah. which but, is all we're saying actually which, like, all which, we're saying. Is, which is all we're saying they may play the rest of their lives together and just have a weird relationship but um like they make it sound like we're doing like false reports being like <laughs> i it looked like tatum and brown got into it tonight i don't know like i think they need to be separate like that that's different like we were doing that like but a lot of people look your regular fan too was even like you know the the biggest tatum and brown backers were kind of like uh, like, why didn't he like try to help him or show any concern? Um, so now this is this is Tatum talking about how he felt about breaking uh, Jalen Brown's face. Um, I feel like I need to bomb a car or something. Um, you know, it's the first time all season me and him both crashed from the corner, and you know, I end up elbowing him in the face. So, um, you know, I obviously feel terrible. You know, a freak accident, but um, you know whether it's a mask or buying them a car. You know, I think uh, I got it. <laughs> mask or a car? Uh, something safe. <laughs> Jason Tatum, he's just like you and me, right? He he screws up and he buys somebody a car. You know, <laughs> what a guy. Just like you and me, it was uh, a strange. It was a strange uh, situation, but we've seen stuff like that, John. I remember uh, there was a play last year where Romeo got like elbowed in the face or something and <laughs> fell to the floor, and he's just laying there, and the whole bench is watching. No one runs out to check on him. Everyone's just running the other way in transition. I think there's a sense in this league. You know how it is. Guys go down. They're looking for calls. They're just you know all you need to do is just make contact with the guy and they're going to fly to the floor and stay down and try to get that breath. So you saw Tatum complaining about the call in that moment. And I, he probably just thought Brown went down with some contact that happens on every play. And was just going to get right back up because guys always do. And he didn't, unfortunately. Well, he did and then ran away with the broken face. So. This is a good point. You wouldn't buy someone you hate a car. So there's, there's that. Yeah, probably bring them closer together, right? That is strange. I don't know, man. They're they're both kind of strange dudes. But why can't Celtics fans? Right, I I I reacted more to Bobby. I reacted more to Bobby going down. Right, like what's what's wrong with saying they're not close? Like they Celtics fans won't even say that. Like no, they're best friends, guy. You guys are making this up. Really? (laughs) What makes you think that? (laughs) Like what gives you any type of sign that that's the case? But. Yeah, I, I think it's a I think it's kind of a silly story. It was weird, but I think there's a lot of ways you could explain it. Yeah, they hate each other. 
I guess that's one. That's <laughs> different. That's that's a big difference. I don't think that's the case. It's not. That's not what happened. I think Tatum was like, I don't think he. Re- I'll put it. I'll say this. You know, Jalen's a bit of a soccer player too. Jalen, count the times Jalen Brown has gotten nicked or hit in the face and gone down and done this. Yeah. Two hands on his face on the ground like 20 times this year. I think that's what he thought he happened here. Um, oftentimes it's to draw a call or something. I just don't think he thought he hit him that hard. I thought he just thought it was like, oh, there's Jalen kind of, you know, he's Jalen's he down, you know. He, he probably did. It was, it, he had him just right. Yeah. yeah. Probably with the spot and with what he hit him with, an elbow, I'd imagine. So. Injury sounded terrible, John. You sent the information earlier on the outlook for it, sports injury doc as well. That, 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 that's only if you had the surgery. The sur- like, and apparently, is if you got to go in there and have the surgery, it screws plates. Your face is all screwed up. Yeah, that's, so that's why. That's why I asked Brad pregame. Of course, Joe didn't answer, but Brad yeah. said no surgery. Uh, they've settled that, and now he's just going to see how he feels over the next couple of days. And as yeah, Joe and I talked about in our report uh, pregame on Celtics All Access. The fact that they haven't named a replacement for him in the All Star break probably no, John said that too, yeah. probably lends some hope that he's gonna try to play in that game. Yeah, and and that's gonna go. I, like if I don't. Whatever. Boston Radio, right? After, Just, right I don't Bowl. give a crap, but yeah. don't be dumb. Like like your first game back from a broken face shouldn't be the All Star game. That's all. Like, I'm why not saying. try out the mask? Yeah. That's going to be the most difficult part. Yeah. If he didn't, if he didn't need surgery, John, and he's going to be back in four games or eleven days, like that information. Uh, I think uh, I, I, I w- wish I remembered the Twitter awesome. handles names, but four to get four games, eleven days is kind of the outlook for this without surgery, and that's probably in line with the with the All Star break. So why not come back and play? 10, 15 minutes in that game to test out the mask and see how it feels and get some shots up with it. I, I don't, I, I don't care. Who's running at, who out of town? I, I, two I, guys I, on max deals. Okay. I love that crap. I don't care at all. All I'm saying is optics. Wow. I don't care at all. It doesn't. It, it yeah, is, it's not like there's a lot of physicality and intensity. It's a in non-story. I don't care. I mean, at it's all. an exhibition against yeah. the best players in the in the league. That's that's a great way to tune up or try out the mask and try to get used to it. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point, Bobby. Yeah, you hope my whole you thing win. is, Bobby. Before you hopped on, my my whole thing is, I I get it. If you're Jalen Brown, you want to do that because you didn't play in it last year. It's, yep. it's been a while, you know. It's been a couple of years, and you know it's going to be if you don't play, and it's going to be three years next year when he when he's selected again. So I, I just think again, it's like that little boost that he might just need for him for himself, you know. Just interact with another. Interacting with other all-stars, you know, obviously the Celtics have been holding down the number one spot in the East and everyone knows it. So that you can kind of, you kind of flex a bit, you know, you can kind of talk your shit, you know, be in the locker room being like, you know, that's good. I, I like that for Jalen, especially around the best players in the league. Is everyone like, is uh, like, you know, I know we spend most of our time, you know, uh, watching the Celtics or scrutinizing them closely. We watch plenty of other basketball too, but in terms of knowing the personalities and the people on the team, um, are the Celtics weirder than most teams? Like it's just like just in terms of vibes, you know. Like I, no, I, don't know. I think there's I think there's weird situations on every team. I mean, <laughs> oh, there's toxic situations. I think the Celtics are not at all toxic. I actually think they they get yeah, a buddy, lot of, buddy. Yeah, it's yeah. a good group in that sense. It's just their affect is a little bit weird, um, and I think that's what some people are reading with some of that stuff. I actually think they're behind the scenes. You know, they're uh, they're they're in a pretty good place right now. Uh, 
I mean, they're in a really good place right now. Uh, so that's not a concern at all. There's no chemistry issues. They just, they just don't hang out after games. That's literally all Joe Sway is saying. Um, and that's every, you go in any visiting, you go in any visiting locker room before games here. And not many teammates are chilling and talking to each other. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing or in the gym working out or listening to music in their lockers. The Celtics locker room is actually pretty fun to be in. A lot yeah. of talking, yeah. a lot of debating. But Bobby, you know you would have been shocked if you saw Jalen at that Jack Harlow show with Pritchard and Blake and Tatum. Like They're different. Oh. There's no doubt about it, and they've admitted it as such. But I'd be shocked. There's no rift, <laughs> especially now. I mean, that, that might have been in the past. There is. They, there, there's, there's no rift. There's never been a rift. They're just they, not they, boys. They're just they not talk. boys. Exactly. They're just not it's boys. That's difference. it. There's nothing to it. There's nothing yeah. to it. There's never been a rift. They, they're they, co-workers. They, yeah, they're co-workers. There's never been yeah. a rift. It's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, I forget which one said it. I think it was Jalen. That or it actually was Tatum. Yeah. That all the talk of breaking them up that year and everything that went into that actually made them address it, which was a good thing. Um, Uncomfortable conversations. Joe Sway's catchphrase. Yep. Yeah. Someone just said Gen Zs are introverted. <laughs> yeah, weird. That's true. Is, is that true, Bob? I was going to say, is that true? Luke was yeah. talking to Grant pregame. He was like, Grant, Grant, Grant. And Grant had the head in the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, any other thoughts on what's going on right now uh, with, with did, this game and this team? Go ahead, Bobby. Did, did you give Derek White his apology camp? Finally, no. on the one-year anniversary of the trade that you didn't love. Today's the one-year anniversary of the Celtics trading Richardson, Romeo Lankford, two future first-round picks for Derek White, a deal that I, I couldn't believe immediately. We talked last year so much about how they had nothing to offer. They couldn't get anyone. Probably just going to have to do a small Schroeder sale and let that be it. They went out and got Derek White, and one year later he drops 33, 26 in the first half, 7 of 8 start from 3, keeps bumping up that three-point percentage this year beyond all the other things he does. And you haven't really thought all that much about Marcus Smart being up because of how good he steps into sure it. Sure you have, because the Celtics offense, for the most part, has been pretty freaking bad um, and that, since Marcus went out. But White, again, is not the guy to be the alpha, not the guy to run their offense. He's the guy who's got to be getting opportunistic buckets, who's got to take those threes because he's going to be left open. And ultimately, when he knocks them down, he's that much more effective because the defenses are always going to play the ball into his hands when Tatum and Brown are both out there. Uh, he's a guy he's got to take advantage of opportunities when he's getting into the paint and get that floater game going. And when those shots fall, Bobby, they're great. But when they don't fall like they didn't for a very long stretch of time to start his career. You just got here. I understand it, but he was really rough to look at, um, you know, last year because he was struggling so badly. He got in his own head and then he was afraid to shoot and he was afraid to contribute. He's not Marcus in terms of being able to run this first unit offense, but I said it last game and I'll say it again. I love that he almost always does the right thing. He, he makes the right decision, the right read. He's in the right place. He's a really cerebral player. He's a terrific team defender. He's just crafty, uh, sneaky, smart. He moves the ball always. So he just does so many things well and so many things for you that, yes, you are always going to want a guy on that on, on your team who does those sorts of things. So I'm not looking at a night where he hits eight threes and be like, yup, there it is. Because if he goes one for ten tomorrow, we're not going to say that the trade sucked, are we? Right. 
No, but his season. I'm impressed by him. I tweeted it the other day. I was like, I'm starting to like this guy. And again, it's it's all. And when do you have three blocks tonight? It's just it's crazy. So the the crazy stat here uh, was the um, the one that uh, uh, whatever this is, first player in NBA history. It's kind of obscure to make eight three pointers, have ten assists, and three blocks in a game. First player in NBA history to have that line. It's pretty. That's pretty impressive, honestly. Because yeah, usually it's only big men blocking three shots, but he keeps racking up those. Man, what a flex! Yeah, he's turning into that that go to guard for stacking up blocks, man. And and when people least expect it, like he's chasing guys down, like that thing is really that part of his game yeah. is really catching teams off guard. And with Smart, what's interesting too with the Celtics with Smart missing time this year, um, and uh, Rob, you know, not being himself. Um, if there's a defensive, uh, if there's an all all defensive uh, candidate on this team, it's going to be White, and I think White's going to get a lot of love because the blocks are a little sexy for a guard. I thought he was in there last year too. Great, great yeah. defensive stretch with them after they traded for him last year too. He's incredible on that end. And my favorite piece I've written this year probably was about his journey and coming to Boston, the issues they because you kept hearing about how uncomfortable and unnatural it was for him here last year and how much that trade affected him. But, you know, going back to his Colorado days as well, when he was with UCCS at, at D2 level, the things that uh, the coach of Colorado, who was bringing him up for that one year at D1, heard from the coaches around Colorado was that this was the best shot blocking guard they had ever seen, the people who talked to him. And he's brought that to the NBA level, too. It's unbelievable. I mean, he won that Philly game late with the chase down block on Tobias Harris. Just a critical play. He keeps making them. It's getting better with each passing week, it feels like. Like, we knew he had it in him, and now he just keeps getting getting more and more each game and recording more important ones. It, it's like he's fully comfortable now at this point. He knows where he needs to be in this defense. He gets all the switching right. And then offensively, you love when he's put in positions to be aggressive, which is exactly where he is when he starts. And I love him with the starters. Josue and I just talked about this in our walk-off. He's been so good with the starters it almost makes me think about going away from double big. Not quite, but you wish you could Again, find a way to start them. I'm going away from double big because both of them are broken right now. Um, <laughs> and and you got to limit some minutes and you didn't go get a third insurance big. So I'm doing it. But the guy's a, the guy's a basketball player and I, you know, I liked it. But look what happened early when they had that lineup that was Horford, White, Smart, and Jason and, Brown, and, and Tatum. Uh, they were, their defense was terrible. And they, they were switching those lineups, putting Grant in the starting lineup in place of White to improve their defense. So they were getting picked on uh, in that in that lineup. So, like, while it looks good on paper, because that's probably your five best all-around basketball players, actually, Brogdon as well, but you're keeping Brogdon in that second unit because he's got to drive the offense there because of his – because he's terrific, he's he's their best ISO player right now all around. But he's a guy who gets buckets on his own, so he's not leaving that second unit because they they need him for the buckets. But otherwise, those five make sense. But it didn't work great all the time, you know. Uh, and certainly defensively, they were they they Joe didn't love it, so I, I don't see yeah. them going to that lineup. I like it, but I don't see them. I don't see them going to it. No, Joe likes double big, and you have to think that's the reason they got another big is because they're going to play a ton of them together. I think Steven said as much down the stretch. They want to play big. Seems like their best lineup. He loves the stats on the double big lineup, particularly on offense. So they're going to roll with that. You just hope he can find that spot to get the ball and do a lot with it on the second unit. I mean, you say he's not as good of a creator, John. Ten assists. 
He's done this a handful of times. Big assist. It's game. not that. It's their offense has their offense clearly hasn't been running the same since Smart's been out. I'm not saying yeah. he's not good. He's not the guy with the ball in his hands all the time and settling things down. But he's but an when excellent. He, when he when he does, he looks great. He, he's an it. excellent passer, and he, like I said, he moves it fast. You know, ball yeah. doesn't stick to him. Yeah, he's one of my favorite Celtics ever. I love his game. I always loved in San Antonio, too. He would give the Celtics fits. He had that monster series against the Nuggets early in his career going to the playoffs. Are you playoffs, Derek White? Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's 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 rising up there. <laughs> I you think he said see. one of your favorite Celtics ever. I just wanted to make sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, Dirk, can they win the title? I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're clearly the favorites, even with you know Phoenix kind of you know getting all Durant-y hey, right now. Hey, don't sleep on Denver. I mean, they're up there. One little move uh, or one little piece of news that I think is slightly relevant there. The four-way the trade might blow up. Yeah, I thought that might have been that That's infusion big. the Warriors needed to come back to life, but it doesn't look like Gary Payton's going to be able to play for the Warriors anytime soon if he does go there at all at this point. So another massive blow to them beyond yep. Curry's injury, which is a really complicated, weird one as well. How long does it look like he's going to miss, John? Who? Curry. Curry? Uh, they're not sure. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a weird injury. Yeah. They're not sure. He's like tearing ligaments in his ankle. Like it's not great or in his I leg. I think it's a tibia. Tibia. Yeah, ligament. it's around the leg, around the yeah. ankle, not technically ankle, but it's like weird. Um, so who knows, man? They, they, they could be sunk right now if he they doesn't come back right. I think it's, yeah, I think it's the tib. Uh, tib, tib. Tom Tibia. <laughs> Tom Tibia, yeah. Yeah. Only, only other news from tonight. Uh, Woj reporting the Celtics might get Danny Green if he's bought out. You guys interested? Yeah. Take some of that. Good vision yeah. piece. Well, I mean, yeah. the thing with Danny Green, what you're looking for, and a defender too. Any of those players out? Yeah. Again, he can defend. Um, you know, it makes shots, but it's also a guy that's probably going to accept a role of about 10, 12 minutes a game, you know, and that's what right. you need. That's kind of the problem is like, uh, we joked about like a, one of the problems with Westbrook, even if he fit or you wanted him, not on this team, on any team, trying to bring him to a winning team is he's just going to friggin' want to play 33 minutes and have the ball in his hands a lot. It's like, no, I don't want you to do that. Like you really... <laughs> You gotta be. You really gotta be smart. It's it's a it's a thing fans don't think about. I don't think about, in terms of like you just want to amass like you know. I think fans look at trades and acquisitions like you look at your fantasy football team. Like I want four wide receiver ones and like two stud RBs. I want it all. Give me everything. And like that's fine. It works there. But on this where there's only so much minutes to go around, whoever you're bringing in here has to accept their role. The Pirtle like risk was it's a guy in a contract year wants to be playing 30 plus minutes a game and starting you think he wanted to be the third big in the Celtics mm-hmm. rotation like if I were him I would that could cause problems you bring in somebody that like and, and, and Bobby and wants, that's what that's what Brad to alluded to I think that's yeah. what Brad was trying to allude to I think he was trying to say like okay the report that's out there maybe we didn't it didn't work but at the same time like it would have been difficult. He talked about other players losing playing time, trying to incorporate a new player. And it just gave me that sense that I was just like, well, wait a minute. And he put it perfectly, actually. It's like, yeah, you want to fill a role, but you want this guy to know or be okay with the fact that he's not going to play a lot. And the way this rotation is set, you know, they don't really have space for someone like that. That's going to start taking away minutes from other guys in the front court, whether that means Grant or whether that means, you know, someone in the backcourt. You know, that's not, that's not the plan. That's not how... Brad Stevens is going into the bio market, you know, with that set of mind, you know, that he wants to make sure this guy is, of I, course, uh, a good locker room guy. 
can check off the boxes, but also knows that he's going to be a 10 to 11 minute guy at best. Yep. I think, I think this guy's perfect and he can play a little bit if he needs to. Six, six. It's ideal. Yeah, this guy's ideal. You need a I worry about the Lakers who, though, who we won, who we won a championship, snatching them up with. If everyone wants to keep going to LA teams and getting knocked out in the play-in games or in the first round of the playoffs, go go to Miami and have go the nuts. same thing too. Like right. if you, it, the, the problem is, who are you? What do you want? What do you want to be? You want to hang out with the, your friends and have a fun couple of months, or do you want to <laughs> win? Like it's so stupid mm. to think like the LA teams and like I mean the Clippers aren't bad obviously on paper. I mean it's yeah I'm, I'm with still you, a John, top four team but like my God I, I just feel like the 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 LeBron era if you will has a lot to do with that right he made it look fun he made it look I mean that first year in Miami they didn't do it right away well, but yeah. they eventually did and I feel like a lot of older all stars or perennial all stars who are kind of from that generation are thinking the same oh if I lap on if i join this team with a couple of superstars and we're destined to win a championship and obviously the rest of the league is caught up at this point right it's more about role players and, and, and guys that well, can you know yeah. know their role can contribute and find continuity you can't just put together a bunch of talented guys and expect a, a championship to just pop out but some guys just want and this is a really good point some guys just want minutes it's a showcase you know um, it's a showcase. I don't know if that's where he's at though. In his he's career. not. He, he's, want he wants it. This guy is the perfect, is the fit. And yeah. again, I don't know. I know he had injury. He's coming off an injury. And you know, I, it, a lot of times when you see a name like Danny green, a lot of people think of like a past version of them. And we don't know whether that person really exists anymore. Man, so remember him know. in the finals in 2014. He yeah. might've been the MVP. So you might just be getting some broke ass kind of like, you know, used, <laughs> you know, used car that can barely get off the lot. And then it ends up not being what you wanted. So, but in, you get the Spurs, you get in, the Spurs thing there too. I'm sure in he theory, might it makes sense because of his physical profile and his skill set and where he is, in his career and his willingness to whatever. I just don't know if he can still play. Yeah. You hope they, you hope they make that pitch to him. Blake, definitely go out there, tell him how great it's been being in that role how good the room is. I think guys get surprised by how good this room is uh, for sure. Yeah, like Blake has talked a lot about that recently. And then you see the things they do with him. They get him that spot start on Wednesday. They have those nights where he's a showcase guy. And I think they could do the same for green if they're trying to rest Brown and Tatum down the stretch here. And he can continue rehabbing behind the scenes too, if that's what he needs. Yeah. I love this move. And reality listen, everyone, is it probably every, doesn't do anything for you, but no, you know. it doesn't, but none, no one will. Like is everyone expects a bio guy to come in and rock your world every year. And then they don't, I keep talking about Greg Monroe who came in and was okay, but didn't do much at all. It certainly didn't move the needle on that team. No, he, was, he, was he wasn't good okay. In- Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, he gave you some good minutes in that Philly series that you won that year. But other than that, not, not much from him. And none of these yeah. guys are going to give you much. Like you fall in love with some of these names out there, but these guys are out there on bios for a reason. Like, no team's going to buy out a guy they want or that's useful for them or that they could have traded. So, like, Terrence Ross, eh. Will Barton, eh. I'm not fans of those guys. I'm certainly not Russell. I'm not fans of any of them. That's why they're buyout guys. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, 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 here's the funny thing about the buyout. Go back in the history of buyouts and, and tell me each person that's been massively impact, like significantly I can't even think impactful of one. to a team. There are some. We've done this exercise before. There's, there's but some, but with this, it happened over a decade ago. It's but each year you might have. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that guy. There's like 
two over the last 15 years that like yeah. that oh that guy played you know pj brown you know yeah I think yeah was tim just brought up one boris dio was probably a, a legitimate one you can you can say okay that worked out for san antonio that year I, it's so funny that people are like oh my god you know we'll be fine we'll just enter the buyout market and get somebody like it's the buyout market it's literally picking yeah, through the see, trash yeah, said the, said the guy who watched uh pj brown and sam cassell you know do that last hurrah in their careers yeah. but like that's it. They haven't, it hasn't yeah. been a success since, you know, there was the Michael Finley's and the Troy Murphy's and the, you know, even down the road when it was guys that you knew were just end of the end of the bench guys. And, yeah. you know, they're thinking about that year. <laughs> they're still thinking about, Oh wait, and yeah. maybe they're thinking about Boris DL with the Spurs. Yeah. It's the, you get a couple, but it's just, it's, it's really, it, those typically don't matter. Right. And so you get somebody and you, again, you think you're getting something that was like, a past version of that person and you're not Dan- Danny green may fall into that. That being said, I, I think it's as good as an option that is out there. Obviously Barton is another one. Um, so we'll see, but it's, it's all the same. Terrence Ross, you might be thinking of a version of Terrence Ross that existed a couple of years ago. So we've been talking about getting Terrence Ross for five well, he used years. To cook the Celtics too. That's why I bet you saw the fans remember that. You do remember that always. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're going to wrap. We're back on super bowl Sunday with yes, a game. Sir. We will keep it. Um, we will keep it brief because we know you got stuff to do and get your, you know, uh, make your make your pies or whatever it is that you make on. Uh... <laughs> John loves pies. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's, it's kind of become my thing. I'm not all about the pie. Anyway, what uh, you guys? Have but you're good definitely going to have a pie for Sunday. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I don't have time for pie. Do you? Are you guys have any good Super Bowl foods? Food? Nah, uh, yeah. I always walk into the game and yeah, you know, whatever pizza, whatever. Wings, there. eat my wings. wings. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not like a big eating event for me. It's just walk into that game. It's a great one this year. It's going to be way better than last year, I think. And yeah, hopefully. See, I don't really have a huge preference either way. I like the Chiefs; they're fine. Yeah, the Eagles are really fun to watch, but I'm not a big fan of them either. I don't have a huge rooting interest in this one. I do find it interesting that the Eagles are favored, though. You would think that the Chiefs would have uh, yeah. more hype going into the game, but it's pretty much a pick them, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually prefer the uh, the uh, I prefer the Eagles. <laughs> Look at well. that comment right there. What's John Zanis' pies. He's lying. He's got me in the oven right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jimmy yeah, probably uh, cares. He doesn't want that Brady legacy entrenched upon <laughs> – Approached yeah. upon probably Rihanna. gonna wear a Brady jersey Sunday. So night. actually, that's the thing is every. Uh, oh, Rihanna halftime is interesting too. Ooh, I, I like. I like <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, by the way, guys. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, Bol has some pretty cool prop bets about which. Yeah, songs up, 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 up. We don't talk about that here. Um, yeah, yeah, but the uh, True. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can check that out anyway. Uh, yeah, check it out. There's a lot of fun check stuff. Out CNS.com. There's a lot of fun stuff that you can do. Um, I, I make a chili, um, I but I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to do that this year. I don't know Here if I'm going to do that. Chili, we're going to hear about, the great, hear about the, that in the Super Bowl party. Yeah, Joe Sway, we're going to hear about the great things he's making, but we're not invited. Not invited. <laughs> hey, send the pics. I'm down. We're it's like it's. I'm Tatum, and you guys are Jalen Brown. Uh, we you know we we don't we don't hang. But if I did knock either, but I did show concern when you hit the ground, Bobby. Um, we, we, we we had a couple of times where we were close to all hanging out, but just something. Next something year, old. next year we're doing Friendsgiving. I swear. I CLNS, CLNS, I'm down. down. 
I, I'll cook. We'll do it at my house. I'll no, no everyone it. bring a dish. I'm down. Let's do it. I, I, we'll do it at my house. We'll cook and we'll film it. It'll be a Friendsgiving. We'll do it next year. Uh, oh, that's, I promise. I promise that. But we're going to hold you to it. You heard, you heard that, Bobby? Yeah. Noted. No, I, th- <laughs> I, 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 also saw, I also saw someone on Twitter saying that if Rob hits a three, they'll do 300 push-ups. So okay. we'll go for that as well. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. He might, he might have to do it. I can see Rob hitting one. Just take one. Yeah, the chat's mad tonight. Whatever. Oh, see man. you on Sunday. Bobby's, Bobby don't care anymore. He's he's spent. He's tired. Yeah. No, you, you keep getting put in timeout just because you're a troll. That's I, I don't know how else to put it to you. You're, this is your Friday night. No. You're just you're just <laughs> you're just you're just a relentless troll. Just ta- just chat with everybody, guys. Just chat like everybody else. Here we go. It's just, it's, right. just it's just what everybody else does. You're just a troll. Um, that's it. Back on Sunday, Memphis is it? Two p.m. Memphis. Yeah. Tough and Zero. rugged Memphis. I can't wait. Stay Zero four thirty. Yeah. Yeah, we'll read, lead right into the game. Perfect timing. Yeah. You guys think John Moran's going to roll deep since the Super Bowl Sunday? Or? Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Just, just watch out for the lasers. <laughs> Yo, crazy story. The trained lasers there. Um, anyway, uh, we'll wrap it again. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, good room, good group. Um, sorry, some of you are um, are as angry as you are, but that's okay. Um, enjoy your Friday night. Enjoy way. the enjoy the rest of the night. Be nice to each other. Love everyone. Uh, Josue and I are going to go get a few drinks. Are you? For our Friday, yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad. Take Ahmet. We'll do. He could Ahmet, use one. He could use one. He could use one. Okay. Um, all right. Good stuff, guys. Thank you. First round's on me. I'll uh, I will see you guys later. Good night, all. All right. Before you do that. <laughs> yeah.